Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe the longest time is an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out they actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on their channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashes to trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we will be studying. Hello, Kate! Hi, Polly! How are you? Woo! I am living the dream. Living the dream. Me and my sty are living the dream. Um, guys, not going to go into it. If you heard our episode from the other day, you know the thoughts and prayers have been working really well in my recovery from my sty. Um, want to bring more awareness to it. So all the – we're going <laughs> to – partial funds from our Patreon will be going towards sty awareness. Um, partial funds being one cent from every – five dollar patron a month will be going towards sty awareness and sty awareness will be basically my bank account so i just you know thank you so much everyone thank you so much makeup wipes for polly Mm, that's what she should have done (laughs) she wouldn't be in this mess kate um this is coming out on wednesday so being in the future on wednesday tomorrow Mm -hmm. someone's coming to la it's me. I'm coming to LA and we get to hang out and record potties and it's gonna be epic, guys. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be epic. Kate and I haven't we kind of discussed the days we're gonna see each other, but we haven't really discussed there was something that came into my mind, Kate, but I was like, no, we don't want to do that. But maybe we do, but I don't know if we'd even have the time. I was like, should we go to Schwartz and Sandy's? And I was like, no, because we'd be giving them money. So it's like, no, I don't um but then i was like no i don't want to give them money i know we're not going to schwartz and sandy's if something about her was open and making sandwiches then we'd go there that's what i was gonna say i wish that one was open that would be way way better yeah um but guys luckily we haven't had any breaking news in the scandal in the past couple of days because we needed a break Except we saw Ariana's in Mexico right now at friend's wedding, which was nice. The fact that that woman is even standing upright with makeup on and smiling is a bloody miracle. So good for her. Totally. I saw those photos too. She looks like she's, you know, doing the best she can. She's having the best time she can at this crazy She is. Yeah. I know. Um, 
Guys, a little bit of an update for you. Our Patreon, um, we were we were covering only Real Housewives of New Jersey. Since the scandal, we knew we had to give the people what they want. So we are covering Vanderpump Rules, in-depth, the gossip, behind the scenes, Kate and I's experience in the alley, smoking with the best of them. Like that will all be in our Patreon. It's $5 a month. Go to patreon.com right now on your phone. I know you're busy folding laundry or driving, but stop everything. Stop yourself on the freeway, pull over, go to patreon.com, search Tender Loving Care Podcast, sign up, it's five bucks a month. And we are now doing, we now have video content. So you get to see behind the scenes of Kate and I producing this suit, soon to be award-winning podcast. And what's great as well, as I said in the other show, is you get to sneak our homes because yeah. you see what's going on in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. And- Personally, I love nothing better than walking around a neighborhood and staring at people's houses. That's just me. Absolutely. I need oh, to get mine it. looking a little more cute if people are going to be sneaking in, seeing a little view of my hovel here. And but... you know what we should do, Kate? We should do like little Easter eggs around. And I don't mean not because of the time of year, but I mean like little hints to people, like hi to friends and stuff in the background, you know? That's fun. I like that. That would be cute. That would be cute. We'll start doing that. Um, so yeah, guys, go to that, please. That gets released every Thursday or Friday. It depends on what our schedule is. It's either a Thursday or a Friday. The Patreon comes out. And then this is Wednesday and Tuesday is our extra bonus the other way. Um, Kate, any other kind of housekeeping or any other info you want to go over with everyone before we get into these? Um, I was just going to add to that. I didn't realize mm. there's a really great Patreon app, which I now use to kind of oh. check, our, check our stuff. And you could play the video on there and then like cast it to your TV or something. So I just oh. want to put that out there. There is a great app for Patreon, too, if you don't want to, you know, go to the browser. And all, you, know. you know, we should get sponsored. That would be a great sponsorship as well, Patreon. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, we want any sponsorship. We'll take anything. <laughs> we'll take Virginia menthol slim ads. We'll do whatever. Advertise jewel, jewels for kids. Yeah. Jewels, <laughs> Red Bull monster energy. I mean, we'll do it all. We really will. Oh, yeah. um, guys, a little bit of an update. Last week, The Wheel of Shame gave us two shows. Yeah. It gave us hot and heavy and it gave us dino hunters i mean this kate the level of intellect that we have going on in this podcast so um when kate and i got off the air we started looking at the episodes and hot and heavy i googled i looked and i saw two people on it and kate i'd already seen this show and then i started to read more and more about it being taken off the air and I was like, hang on, hang on, think, Pauline, what was this about? And I was like, oh, I remember this show. So I'm telling you this, guys, because what we did is I texted Kate. I was like, Kate, Hot and Heavy isn't on anywhere. Like, we have a billion apps and a billion subscriptions, and it's not on anywhere. So we were like, what should we do? Should we spin the wheel? We want to be up front with you. Should we spin the wheel or should we choose? And Kate said, we we deserve this. Let's go for Alaskan women looking for love. <laughs> so that's what we have, guys. We have Alaskan women looking for love and dino hunters this week. Um, I do want to say that hot and heavy. So I'm looking at it and I recognize the couple. It's like, I have watched this. Kate, no wonder it was taken off the air. I remember how controversial this was. It was basically men that completely had a fetish for morbidly obese women, right? And this one couple, he was super skinny. The woman was morbidly, clinically morbidly obese and it wasn't as obvious as feeder. It wasn't mm. as obvious as, let me just give you more food. Let me give you more food. He did do that. I mean, he'd cook. I remember this show. He'd cook her breakfast in bed and it would be like French toast and pancakes and cream. And and she was, that's how it kind of started out. Then, of course, you can imagine the show took a turn off. Well, I've decided I want to get healthy. I want to get healthy. I want to stop all this food. And he was like tricking her into eating he was super possessive over her it was a really dark relationship and he constantly spoke about her body he loved her getting bigger and bigger it was spooky dude it was not good and there was like no wonder that went off the air this is sounding kind of fam- i feel like maybe i saw this too maybe and he was like super skinny and he's like i just love her the way she's it's not a feeder situation and <laughs> cut to have another burger why don't you just have a oh no bite and all her friends and family hated him yep 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 i watched yep. this show i watched this whole show yep <laughs> See? 
I mean, there's a reason we ended up doing this podcast together. There really is. Oh, I mean, yeah. I remember all these people. And he was like so sexually attracted to her. The bigger she got, it was, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I liked a lot of the women on the show. I, yeah. yeah anyways. I so needless to say, we're not we're not doing that. So Kate, why don't you take us into our long-awaited show? Synopsis of our long-awaited treat. Yes, I'm glad we're doing this. If mm. anything, for the listeners' benefits, so they can hear us uh, or not have to hear us want, like wish for it yes. every week now. Um, okay, so we are finally reviewing mm. Alaskan women looking for love. Mm. Very short description here. Sure. Six women from Alaska head to Miami, Florida, hoping to find the men of their dreams. Now, guys, if you've been a long-time listener, first-time caller, um, you will know that I have been asking for Alaskan women looking for love from the Wheel of Shame for months. And it didn't give it to it. And that's okay. Kate and I took it on ourselves to choose it this week as a little treat because last week was so grim and dumb it was just so dark. It was so dark, Polly. So what had I thought, Kate? Because you had read the description. You were like, Polly, I don't know if it's exactly what you think it's going to be. What I thought it was going to be and what I was hoping it was going to be was it was going to be all set in Alaska. And it was going to be these hardy fisherwomen dating these rough men and ex-convicts. And we seeing a load of Alaska. And I was like, I'm in it. That is what I want. That is down and dirty, dark secrets, sleazy bars, weird like daylight and then no daylight in alaska like a bears that's what i want um it wasn't that um we did get a bit of it now you had said to me i was gonna be a little bit disappointed i think it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be what it ended up being was part of it kate and i chose season one was only one season that ever made it again actually in 2013 i didn't realize how old it was season one episode one two and three we're in Kodiak, Alaska in 2013. And we meet in the end, it's um like one, two, three, four, five, five or six women. And Kate, at the beginning of the first episode, I got what I wanted. The scenery of Alaska. The darkness, the underbelly, the local bars. We meet straight away. We are in with these women. One saying, well, I'm finally single. I had my first child at 13. I now I then had three kids. I got married at 18. I've been married for 17 years. I was a pastor's wife. I was very religious. Now I'm out. Another woman straight into it. She's like, I'm from a town of 200. Another one straight into it. That's like, yeah, I have a kid. Um, there's a gas station that only opens for an hour a day, three days a week. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. We were into these women's lives of just like culture shock. I was like, sorry, yeah. what? They were like, we only wear fishing boots. You know, I've never worn a dress. You can't wear a dress here. It's freezing all the time. This is what we wear. We're seeing in these houses that kind of look like just bare bones houses. You see this beautiful landscape these people that all know each other we get to the bars the but you know i love a local bar you go to local pub and it's these men that are all in their fishing gear and they're all wasted alcoholics and they're all in this bar and it's like going back in time called tony's bar tony's bar yeah it was something else it was interesting to me because I am from such a rural area mm. that I, there were aspects of this that I could relate to. Like when they were like, oh, we go to my dad's shop and play beer pong. And that's what everyone does in my town for fun. I was like, yeah, that's what people do in my town for fun, too, in the winter time. So huh. I was like, I have met guys like this, <laughs> but... Maybe not to such an extreme extreme and not everyone is like that, you know, but it was it was interesting to see this little peek into small town Alaska life for sure. That's so funny you say that it reminds you of your town, because what I realized as I'm watching this first episode and we're getting into the depth of what their lives actually are, it 
shook me into, you know, my complete small town fantasy of America, you know, my America small town fantasy. Yeah. I kind of want to live in, but would hate it. But I, that town where everybody knows each other, you say hi to Jim in the morning as you pick up your paper in your driveway, and the kids going past on the bike, like, but everyone knows each other. You have bomb, the kids have bonfires and they did it. Like, that's what it played into for me. And I was like, whoa okay this is kind of amazing even though they're showing these terrible aspects like this is kind of amazing we see them go um all these the women get together they kind of i think some of them knew each other but well they must have all known each other it's so small but some of them were friends but majority of them weren't really they just got together for the show then they, they go to like hey let's go and have a pajama party at my family's cabin or something so i was imagining this rural beautiful cabin and they go and it's like a a small hut in freezing Alaska in the middle of nowhere. And they're all wearing like 15 layers. They're just, and they're all, they're, they're half like children, like teenage girls that never grew up. Like talking about boys and talking about sex and things like that while they're having like a sneaky cigarette and a beer. But then they're also like rugged, much older than their age women. It is so bizarre that's so true it's like they 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 haven't had a lot of them haven't had the fun that they want they're they're like the little mermaid like dreaming of going on land you know they're like and in Miami we can wear sandals and maybe I'll get a pedicure and you're just like whoa (laughs) this is a much different life than I have known the life like one of them was with their dad I think and all I don't really have all of their names but one of them that was with the dad and they were like you know we you eat what you catch yeah there's no store yeah what they said you know you've got there's no clothes like you can't go clothes shopping everything you order online and really you can't wear nice stuff because it's freezing the majority of the time she goes I was snowboarding in May and then there's there's months like where you don't have sunlight and then you have sunlight all day it is the most bizarre place and i'm still as fascinated as i was before i watched this with alaska but the meant this small town bar when they went in there and you could kind of just smell it and i'm wondering like Half of them are escaping something. You know, I have the fancy that they're like convicts running from the law, gone to Alaska yeah. to work on fishing boats. Of course. Um, but then there's like the woman that works behind the bar. I'm like, what's your story, love? What is your story? Ever the journalist, I want to know every single person's story in there. Like, how did she end up working behind that tiny bar in Kodiak, Alaska? It just well, fascinates me. She was me. born there. She went to high school, mm. didn't go to college, and walked in one day and said, I need a job. That's how she ended up there. That's, that's it answered. <laughs> in my, my version of what will happen is I interview her, and she's actually from, like, a small town in Massachusetts. She had to escape this. Like, that's where she's really from, in my fancy. But so the first episode, we get to meet – we meet Heather, 29, waitress. Um she is a child at home. She states, we see the little boys, a lovely boy. Mm-hmm. And this was another thing. They all kind of live with their parents. So you stepped into their rooms when they were packing. And it was like my childhood room as a teenager. That was really odd as well. But it also gave me comfort. I don't know. I have such a weird thing about the fantasy of like, oh, it must be so nice having all this family around you, being able yeah. to live at home with family and stuff like that. But she, yeah, she was a waitress. She was 29. She had a kid and she was just in this tiny town. And you're like, what? It's, I mean, there's definitely not a lot of money going around in this town. I think they all just probably kind of, a lot of them just kind of have to live at their family homes and they don't really care. (laughs) She said it didn't, no. And she said that she'd had a couple of like step not stepfather's boyfriends but they weren't nice to the son and i was like "Ooh." so she's so we've got her we've got tina that was 32 and was a welder my favorite yes she was very interesting very interesting then we had Haley, 21 
20 yeah she was wow that is a big age difference 32 21 yeah 36 okay um they just grabbed any woman that was there um a teacher and uh, when she came on the screen i went hang on this is a con i know her and i kept going i know who this woman is but she because okay massive portlandia fan you know in portlandia they have several reoccurring big extras that don't really say anything or they may have one line mm-hmm. there was one where um the couple decided to plan to take drugs one night and um they had to get a babysitter and she played the babysitter anyway so i'm looking this woman played the babysitter and i thought it was Haley. so i went back to portlandia i like googled who this woman was pulled up a photo of her of her excuse me and they look so alike but it wasn't her there was an age difference but i thought i caught them out i was like this is an actress from portlandia but they look so alike dude i'll post a side by side i wasn't sure of the timeline i was like oh i hope that this this reality show at least got her a part on the show i don't think so but the episode was called late in life drug use and it's really funny it's (laughs) about them trying to do drugs but she yes she was the babysitter and i was like it's Haley." anyway it was her then sabina 27 waitress then we had oh jenny 36 and she was the one that had a child at 13 she said this is what's annoying about this is i i could have stayed in alaska and just had those their stories that's what i needed on this show and what i wanted that's what i really wanted in the show but instead it was like touched on like we jenny's like yeah i had i had sex for the first time at 13 when you're just a baby which is disturbing enough who knows who she had sex with and how old that guy was but she says i had sex for the first time when i was 13 and i got pregnant straight away she said i lived in a very religious family very religious so i so i wanted to know what was who was the father of the child what happened when you told your parents did you get kicked you know i wanted to know all of that none of that was mentioned she then said and then i got married at 18 and she had a kid already to another person who was a pastor and then she became a pastor's wife had two more children and then was on the and then he came home one day and was like, I don't love you anymore. I was up, didn't want to be with her anymore, and divorced her. So I want to know all about that. I want to know about this ultra, like religious kind of sect that she was in. I wanted to know all about that. Not touched on. It was so annoying. Yeah, she had a lot going oh, on. Yeah. She's definitely like Jenny is to Alaskan women looking for love as Melly is to gypsy sisters like she was she's the partier she's getting a lot out of her system uh i was disturbed because what it seemed to me from her little telling of her history Mm. i it seemed to me that she was underage when she was dating this pastor 17 and then she got married at 18 was it the pastor she married at 18 it was the pastor she married that's what i gathered but i don't know if the I mean, 17 may be the legal agent. I don't know, Alaska. Yeah, but I'm like, how state old state. was the pastor, if he's a pastor? Oh, oh I see what you're school. saying. Um, Good point. I don't see that. These, this, this is what I wanted to know. Like, how old was this dude? What happened to the father of this child? We didn't see any of her children either. I mean, she was 36 with she... a 23-year-old. Oh God! And the mom showing up at the oh, bar in the that weird brother, the weird Guys. brother lurking. We see Jenny go to a bar and you know discussing with this friend of like, oh shit, I'm going to Miami, blah blah blah. And the bar, oh, I can't go over the bar. And then we see this very odd creature come in and just stand next to Jenny. It's <laughs> warlock. <laughs> warlock. And we, and Jen's like, "What are you doing here?" And it was her brother, and her brother was like, head down, no eye contact. Uh, mum, mum's outside. By the way, he was like in his twenties. Uh, mum's outside, and uh, uh, like wants to see you. And so she goes outside. She's like, "Mom, what are you doing here?" She's thirty six. Mother's like, "You need to come home. You need to. You shouldn't be out doing these things." She's like, "Mom, I'm thirty six, nearly forty. I'm thirty six. I don't want to come home and go to bed." She's like, "You should come home now." I wanted to know more because I felt like there was cult activity going on. I wanted all of this shit, man. It was, there was a lot under the surface of that oh, family. God. 
and she's telling us, oh, well, I come from a really strict family. If you drank, you're going to hell. You smoke, you're going to hell. And then you hear her story and she's like having all these babies out of wedlock. And then she breaks free from the church. And she just sounded so, oh, it was so dark because she just kept telling the camera, I don't even care anymore. I don't care. I just want to get wasted and not think about all this. That was a lot. And also Sabina, 27, the waitress, (laughs) she just slips in. Oh, yeah, I was born in Russia. Now I live here. I just, no, 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 no. Let's go. you, You came from Russia when you were 13. Why? How did you end up in Alaska? In a tiny, like, no, no information. None. Her mom, amazing side character. I know, side side character. But we didn't get any info on these people. And I'm just like, was the mother like a male order bride? I started to think that. I was like, oh, I don't know. But we didn't get any of that. What we did get is the fact that TLC went to this small town, got these group of women that I just realized are varying in age, 21 to 36. That's a big (laughs) age difference. Um wanted to all find love because they were sick of all the the men in their small town because they all knew each other they just went on date they had gross beards and went on little little boats as a date it was so weird so um they were like we need love we're looking for love i know we're gonna go to miami the complete polar opposite (laughs) none of them had a stitch of clothing to wear or a stitch of an idea of what Miami was like. And so we see them get on this tiny plane. By the way, their journey must have taken like 25 hours to get down to (laughs) Miami from Alaska on this tiny plane to a seaplane. Anyway, they get into Miami and they're like, whoa, it's really, really hot. It's really, really hot. And they just have no sense. Now, this was 2013. So we've got to remember the look, 2013. But they go, we we don't have dresses like we never we don't wear dresses in Alaska like we've no idea so they get to Miami and this guy comes up like a taxi guy at the airport which is common and is like come on to the sea taxi or whatever and we'll, I'll take you to your house so TLC did them well got them a banging house on the water in Miami Beach yes it was giving really me breaking nice. Amish almost. Yeah, very much. They so. were like, they were like, very what's a water taxi? Very <laughs> much. It was that mixed with Jersey Shore. I felt yes. like there was a lot of Jersey Shore staging in it as well. Yeah. Um, because they get on the boat, and then this guy Henry, who who was who kind of approached them, was on the boat, said, grabbed Sabina and said, "Listen, I want your number. I'd like to get in touch with you." And she's like, "Oh, good." And they're like, "Whoa, she's got someone." Before we even got to the house, they get to the house. It's palatial, really, really gorgeous. And um, they're all just so out of their element. They're like, we should go to the water. And so it's all these staged scenes, right? Like we see them getting waxed. Let's try and enter a club, except they all look terrible and have no idea how to dress for for Miami. (laughs) They have the the makeover scenes, the being surprised that a bottle of champagne is $500 in a club. And, you know, talking to some coked out local girl that was like, oh, we should get into this club. It's really amazing. I mean, this club's like the best. It was so it was kind of all of this shit that was very, very jersey shore-esque of like now we should find a job you know and it was like uh and but it was all what it revealed that was true is because they were setting it all up for them looking for love so sabina keeps going out with henry actually that kind of becomes successful but these women are desperate like there's desperation and it wasn't just TLC and the producers pushing them like this. They were like, we need to find men. We are so sick. We don't have any men. I mean, they were starved in that little town. So mm-hmm. they come to Miami with these men everywhere. And they're just like, we want them all. I don't even care. I'll take him. Will he kiss me? Maybe I'll get his number. Like, it was insatiable. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely parched. For attention because the guys too we have to tell the listeners in alaska are they have these dry crusty long beards Ugh. they have nothing going on in their heads like all the conversations were so boring their lips were all sloppy um, wet yeah. and they were all just wasted in these gross bars and they were just so amazed they're like this is so weird these guys because they have this whole rugby team over they meet these rugby guys at the beach so they have them over for the punk one's birthday Mm. um and the guys are being forward you know they're like hey we should go on a date we should do this i want to take you out 
And they're like, guys don't do that back in Alaska. They might get drunk and be like, you're pretty. And I was like, oh, that's so. It was, it was, it was so weird. And that's where you get like this, you know, arrested development of these women. Because some of, even though some of them were mothers, they were like, it was like speaking to teenage girls. They're like, oh, wow, look at him. Let me just go and see if I'll get his number. Like they had no idea how to speak to men Mm -hmm. or interact with men. It was so weird. And every man that paid them attention, they were like, hi, hi. Yeah. Can you kiss me? Yeah. Great. Love. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Okay. I want to see you again. I like you. Can I? And you're like, it was uh, a lot. So we kind of see them go out on dates and Teal, the show obviously wanted each of them to be paired with one of them. And there was a lot of like, do you want to come back to Alaska with me? That was like the final question at the end. I watched the whole season. Well, <laughs> I say watched. I went in and I already went in and out. I want to see what happened at the end. So it was not, I didn't find it interesting at all. Like the staging of dates and all of the makeovers and the blah, blah, and the hunting men. But I what I did find interesting was just how the just I, I wanted to go back to Alaska. I don't know why TLC couldn't have seen where the show was in this. Maybe they could rework this show oh, and instead yeah. instead of bringing the girl the girls would hate this, but instead of bringing the girls to Miami, they like ship in a bunch of hot guys, and then the Ooh. and then the Alaskan and then the Alaskan women have to choose between their weird ex boyfriends. And the that hot would guys. work. That would work because they all met up with their strange ex boyfriends before they flew out. And, and you, ugh, yeah, and did you notice they drank? This wasn't for effect either, but they drank wine just straight from the bottle. I mean, when we say rugged guys, they were like rough around just the edge, rough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just open a bottle of wine and just just take a slug and pass it to one next to them. Take a slug. That's like what they were like. So anyway, we see all this and then there's this a bit of contention because Jenny is talks to a guy that Tina liked or whatever and they go out on a date, blah, blah. It was all very, very staged to each of them kind of having a guy at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say, come back to Alaska. So the last episode, the guys come back to Alaska and it's just stupid. It's like, well, do you want to stay? And it's like these guys literally are leaving tomorrow on their plane ticket. I mean, they have, you know, it's so the, if they had taken that stage shit out, gone into these women's lives. Can you imagine how interesting this this doc? It would have been a great docu series. Yes, if it had a different God. tone and was yeah a different format for sure. There was a lot there. So much. Ca- I wanted to see in all the houses. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn about the cult. I wanted to know more about the brother, Jenny's brother. Oof, he was scary. Um, I did do some research on what happened to them afterwards. Okay, great, great. Yeah. So Heather, the waitress. Now, this was her, the Heather that lived at home, had her child, said they had bad, bad boyfriends. She actually went to UCLA and studied biochemistry. Hmm. So something doesn't jive here. I cannot clarify whether she went went to UCLA after this film so after she was 29 or she did it when she was younger it could have been afterwards because she now apparently lives in LA and is married and is in real estate in LA but I but if it was if she did if she got her um degree after 29 and after the show fantastic but if she went earlier then she was not going to be shocked going to Miami let's just say that but anyway she's apparently now married with the son in real estate in LA. Uh, Tina the welder became a, quote, reality star comedian. Love it. Now look, (laughs) no one knows what that is, but she did like two other reality shows, very, very tiny ones, and is married and has two children in Alaska. Um, Haley, the teacher, the youngest, she ended up getting her degree and is part of San Diego um unified school district and she is not so she kind of lives in san diego but then also lives part-time somewhere else in california or something uh, unclear but um she is and she's not the girl from portlandia sabina carried on actually dating that henry from miami for quite a while and mm. she ended up working in real estate in anchorage <laughs> alaska and then jenny 
ended up getting married again and had two more children and seems very happy in Alaska, but she's in Alaska. Oh, okay. So she now has five children. Ooh, yeah. Um, Kate, that, that's all my notes on it. What what else do you want to say about it? Um, we d- I was really hoping that you would have thoughts about the big mysterious hammock that net netting in the forest that they all go and lay <gasps> on before they leave what did good you think observation of that? what did you think of that scene so that? we see them that they go once again it's like childlike they're like there's nothing to do there guys there isn't a movie theater don't even think for a second there's a any type of boutiques or shops or anything there's nothing so it's childlike they're like oh let's go and chat about miami and they go wander into the woods and climb trees and there's something that's so innocent about it yeah. and so back to basics, but is also like you're looking at a 36-year-old woman, a 21-year-old, and they're all at exactly the same stage in life and they'll remain there. I mean, some of them seems like they haven't, but it's odd. So that their entertainment was they went into the woods and it was this big like fishing, it looked like a fishing net that somebody just put up and they all just hung out in the fishing net and smoked cigarettes and drank beer like it was like teenagers it, yeah it reminds me of i'm thinking of the movie now and then oh uh, yeah yeah where they're in the treehouse hanging out it was like that and i yeah. would kind of i would forget that some of them were like you know mid to late 30s yeah you, it looked it was like you were watching 13 or 14 year olds and i kind of half like that because i, I, I but then this they there was nothing else. I don't think we can yeah. understand living in Austin and LA how there was just nothing there. Oof. There's innocence, but not so. Well, she got, but no one. She was getting pregnant at thirteen. What else do you do? That's where the alcoholism and everything is. What else do you do there? Oh, anyway, fashion. yeah. How? What are your pounds of learning for this, Kate? For Alaskan women looking mm. for love. I'll give it I'll give it 275. Interesting, I give it 220. Mm-hmm. I think that God TLC missed out on this on what they could have created because yeah. there were stories there, dude. Stay in Alaska. They should have stayed there. Yep. But it was a one-off and it was never made again. So don't know, don't know what the reason was, but I would love to talk to someone from TLC about it. So that was that. Um, second show. Let's move on to our second show. It's called Dino Hunters. So strange. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Montana rancher Clayton Phipps and Wyoming fossil hunter Mike Harris buck the academic status quo by putting their money on the line, traveling the earth and turning out groundbreaking finds that set the scientific world on fire. Hmm. I mean, I wrote about this. My first line was like, this is such a good Sunday evening TV show. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. It was like, uh, what did I write down? I said, it's basically like, it reminds me of Deadliest Catch, but instead of fishermen, it's ranchers. And instead mm-hmm. of fish, it's dinosaur bones. Mm. It was just like following them, searching for bones and like living a rustic lifestyle. It was. It. it, it I mean, we only watched one episode. Uh, season two episode one it was called doubling down on dinos um and as explains was these ranchers and there's like one yeah there's clayton and his son luke he's just a kid and they just they live on a ranch and then they go and they just hunt for bones and what uh, fossils what i didn't understand is how prevalent i learned so much from this show but apparently how prevalent dinosaur bones are that you can just go and find dino bones like i had no clue so mm-hmm. You see them go out, and these guys don't have education. They're not ar- they're not architects. They're not archaeologists. They they just go and they can spot a bone sticking out of like um, a side of a hill, and they they it, it was weird. It was like 
it was kind of like a history channel show that's why i was like it's kind of a cozy sunday night you're just lying on the sofa get a little bit of education not too taxing um show and it's kind of it's interesting Mm -hmm. but these guys had all this knowledge and they were walking around these barren landscapes this kid was like 11 years old digging up dino bones and i'm like what life what is what a life like i couldn't yeah. even imagine it it was like something you are watching like a scientific experiment or something of how other people live it was it was like we went once again it was kind of on theme alaskan women the way people live in alaska the way these people live um montana i really want to go to montana yeah someday and see it. I, yeah well we need to go to relive the real housewives of new york you know when ramona went and just complained the entire time <laughs> that would be good isn't that a um, <laughs> that is ever- fair enough fair enough um so then we found out that clayton actually found something called dueling dinosaurs and it was these it was the it, it was these fossils this pair of fossils that were two dinosaurs that had been battling and died in battle against each other Mm -hmm. and found them where they lay. And it ended up like in um, these museums and on these Christie's auction blocks for hundreds of thousands. I mean, I just learned this whole world that I had no idea about. I didn't either. And I, I thought that these were going to be, these dino hunters were going to be um more academic and yeah. more, more into it for the history of it but this was very much treasure hunting it was yes. they they kept saying you know the ranching it's not bringing as much money as it used to and yeah. want money we are we are selling these bones to pay for everything on the ranch and i that was unexpected for me that it was kind of like all about not all, but a lot of it was about the money. That's really interesting you said, because I, uh, the beginning of my notes was like, this reminds me of like storage hunters. You know, that show where it's like, let's just see if we can get some treasure. It was like treasure hunting. You're right. Yeah. And it was these, these ranchers were saying, we can't really pay our bills. Yeah. That's, I mean, they were that, they were at that point, they were like, we have to find some dinos. And they were like, T-Rex, there's like a curse of the T-Rex because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, T-Rexes, we find. I mean, you're talking about T-Rex skeletons. And they're like, we find them, but, you know, our profit may only be like, you know, hundreds of thousands. And in the end, it's not really worth it, the profit margin. So you want to get a so-and-so dinosaur and a so-and-so dinosaur. Just their knowledge was unbelievable, but the money, and then you see the process of them finding something, then it going to auction and ending up in a museum. And then I did write down, there was one point, he's like, we just need buyers. And I was like, duh, just ask Nicolas Cage. Just yeah. go to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he has them everywhere in like his 18 gothic mansions he has dinosaurs everywhere wow he's so strange i love amazing i love that um yeah kate it was something i also didn't expect for it to be so difficult for them to sell so they the other they found the dueling dinos Mm. and then they also found nearly an entire skeleton of a nano i'm gonna butcher this nano tyrannosaurus i don't know mm-hmm. some sort of t-rex and it was a it was a huge huge find that they were like you would find this maybe once in a hundred plus years you would be lucky Jeez. enough for anyone to find this is like super rare everything but they were like we have had this for 10 years and haven't been able to find anyone to buy it and i was like what no museums i want to buy this nearly- they said they had that for 10 years yeah that's why they had it covered in plaster to protect it in the barn or what? whatever and so they why were would you- i didn't get why it was so hard for them to find a buyer for that i'm like that's incredible why is this so difficult for you I don't understand that at all. It was worth, I don't. They, said, just... they said it was worth multi millions of do- like it would make them millions of dollars if they sold it. And they had they had had four interested buyers in the past ten years, but something always happened at the end, like the bones weren't in the condition they thought they'd be in, or something, and they always pulled out. She Nicholas Cage once again, uh, Nickel yeah. buyer. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> 
holy shit, they couldn't sell. They just had it in their barn. Something of a prehistoric. Yep. Wow. It really taught me. Like, when it comes to pounds of learning, I gave this 350 because I learned a lot. I mean, it. I feel like it's a show. I may switch it on again because I actually did learn something. And I was just, once again, it's always these TLC shows. It's a look into people's lives that are just so alien to you. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, what it's like living on a ranch in Montana where there's just desolate. You know, it's just land and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous. And that son and dad, they just go out and they hunt for dinos. And then one day a TLC crew comes and starts filming you. I don't know. It really was an insight into a very, very odd world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd give it I'd give it 300 at least. Mm. It was cool. I would say, guys, watch it. It's like I say, cozy show. Raining mm. outside, you want a cozy show. It is a cozy yeah, show. And I could- love... You could have the kids around for it too. Mm. Some of these TLC shows, it's like, ooh. Most of the TLC <laughs> shows, you could not have anyone under the age of 18 watching them. <laughs> but it was like a cozy, and it was like they did little reenactments of what the dinosaurs would look like walking through. And I, you know, we've all gone through our dinosaur stage, I think. Some of us are still in it, but I yeah. I love it. I love it. So I, I liked it actually. I thought it was, it was a change up from what the Wheel of Shame has given us before. Definitely. What we usually get. Speaking. Now. <laughs> Speaking of the Wheel of Shame, guys, we're going to head on over to the other side of the room to go over to the Wheel of Shame. All right, guys, we're here at the Wheel of Shame. So speedy, so speedy. Kate, what would you like? Throw it out, throw it out. What would I like? Um, Not really feeling like a 90-day thing. I feel like we already have so much on our plate with this season with that. Um, something odd. I I'm not I'm not a medical, but like mm. a kooky like mm. who mm. the hell did I marry? You know, like uh, not a dark something like. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. um, something family oriented. Okay. My strange obsession esque. Yeah. Okay, we've got Finding Bigfoot. I'd like a Finding Bigfoot Ooh, would be nice. That'd be a good one. And a ghost one. Like mm. I'd like some. That would be great. Okay. That's what I'd like. Finding Book Bigfoot Ghost One, Strange Love. That's gonna be a good one. Strange Love. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're gonna spin three, two, one, spinning. I mean, the wheel of shame gives us what not necessarily what we want, but what we need. So let's see. Our first one up is going to be Kate. Kate, 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 Kate. It's gonna be. Oh, Kate, you wanna look this up because I think we may have just been uh, given something that we've asked for. Oh. But one name. It's just called oddities. So <laughs> that could kind of explain the entirety of the TLC channel. But so I don't know exactly what this is going to be. It's just called oddities. It may be hopefully people. Hmm. Um, oddities. Okay. Like that is. So the, oh, okay. So this is. Um... Oddities. Oh, oddities. I will love this. What is it? It's it's an East Village Manhattan antique shop. Oh, good. Lovely. Yeah, cool, Lovely cool. jubbly. That's a good one, guys. Oddities. Great. Wheel of shame. I like that. Very mixed up. Kate, can you imagine if it's the um, antique shop with a guy that was on the um, Segway on whatever show that was? Remember the guy with the massive, oh, the growth on his ass. Remember that one? And there was a guy who worked at an antique shop. And it was just a guy going around on a Segway. Let's hope it's him. That would be amazing. That was in Hawaii, though. All right, guys, next one. If you know what we're talking about, guys, you are good listeners. You are very loyal. Let's get Finding Bigfoot. Three, two, one, spinning. God, let's not get sister wives. Okay, I'm not speaking that into existence. Let's get something else. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, oh, oh. This is spooky. This is spooky, Kate. Wheel of shame when it comes to bloody like synchronicity and on theme we've got one show about an antique shop and the other one is porn stars but the way i say it sounds like p-a-w-n so people pawning their wares on um, that's pawn, pawn for, <laughs> for all the americans for all the americans it's pa pawn pa pa pawn stars 
porn star. I can't, I just can't, my mouth will not allow me to do that. It's porn stars. Um, so yeah, that, isn't that weird? They're both like, they're going to be on the same notes, really. Yeah, it's going to be pawn stars and then it's going to be the like hipster pawn stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, cool. the, oh, the oddities. No, I hope. No, I want the oddities to be like a wizened old wizard or something like running it. I don't want hipster people. That will annoy me. I don't want that. I want it to be like wizened. I want it to be um debbie from 90 day fiance the other way those yes. types of people like I, a little bit gray gardens i'm looking at the preview and um i think there's a good chance of that <laughs> Woo! We, there's five seasons of oddities so <laughs> and there's an oddity san francisco i mean <laughs> guys we're gonna love you and leave you you have your two shows for next week oddities and and you say it kate what's the other show pawn stars Okay, pan, pan. <laughs> I can't say it. Um, all right, so those are your two shows for next week. As always, go to our Instagram, Tend to Love and Care podcast. We will tell you exactly the shows we will be reviewing for next week. Follow us on our Instagram, Tend to Love and Care podcast. Just plug, plug, plug. Patreon, go and follow us there. Check out the show notes. We have links for everything in our show notes. So go and click on all of that right now. If you're on the freeway, stop, pull over. Click on it all. Kate, <laughs> what would you like to say? Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you, whether you're in mm. Guam, whether you're mm. in Hong Kong, whether you are Sweden, my by next the way, door Sweden, neighbor. Sweden, we just went up in the charts, like a ton of places in Sweden. So thank you, Sweden. That's, that's the only thing I know how to say in Swedish. <laughs> So thank you, everyone. And tell a friend about the show and Mm. follow us, everything. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.